Dear Poi Lam, we can't even provide care at a minimum personal hygiene level," admitted an owner of a private elderly home. He went on to say that 99% of elderly home residents in Hong Kong are provided bathing services only every other day, even under such hot weather conditions, and some elderly homes do not even turn on air conditioning to save costs. He remembers that this was the case 23 years ago, when he was a 10-year-old child, observing his mother operating a small-scale elderly home. Nothing much has improved in the past 23 years. This was his conclusion when he testified in the public hearings held in the Legislative Council only a few days ago. We were talking about the quality of care provided to frail elderly by residential care services. I have requested to discuss this issue in Lechko because of the infamous elderly abuse case that was exposed by Ming Pao, a Chinese newspaper, in May this year. The media took pictures of frail old men and women who were stripped naked outdoors and put onto wheelchairs to line up for a bath. It was revealed that this practice has been going on for years. Come winter or summer, they wait in an open area that is surrounded by private housing. When this came to light, the social welfare department was quick to explain that they have made 96 unannounced visits and issued 15 warning letters to this particular home in the past five years. However, the social welfare department never noticed this bathing practice. And no prosecution was pressed, despite such high number of warning letters. And of course, the government maintains that their monitoring is sound and effective. But the extremely low quality of care provided by private elderly homes is already common knowledge in Hong Kong. There are 735 elderly homes. And private homes account for more than 70% of them. The waiting list for subsidized homes is longer than 30,000, and last year, close to 6,000 people died while waiting. However, there is no line for private elderly homes. In fact, the vacancy rate for private homes is at about 30%. It is not the cost that is prohibitive. In fact. More than 70% of residents in both private and subsidized elderly homes are on CSSA, and it is basically free for them to live in either type. People don't want to go to private homes because of their bad reputation. We have heard not too long ago that demented elderly was fed feces, and in another incident, attacked with broomstick by personal care workers in those homes. According to the audit commissioner's report, the average area per person in private homes is 7.5 square meters, and about 17 to 21 square meters for subsidized homes. The ratio of nurse per hundred residents is 0.2 for private homes, but 5 to 7.7 for subsidized homes. In addition. 
The government provides free rents to subsidized homes, and tops it up with about twenty thousand dollars. And private homes received, on average, from CSSA, seven thousand six hundred per head. Numbers don't lie. These numbers show the vast differences in the resources between them, and thus the gap in quality. During the Lechko hearings, I questioned the government why they have refused to review and raise the licensing requirements for 19 years since the related ordinance was enacted in 1996. Concerned groups asked for more transparency of private elderly homes. Information such as whether the homes have been issued warnings should be available online. Others have opposed the residential care voucher scheme that the government is originally ready to launch in September. This scheme would cost taxpayers eight hundred million dollars, and the intention is to provide incentives for private homes to improve their quality by raising the subsidy level. Each voucher is worth eleven thousand dollars, which is a big jump from the CSSA level. Private operators are pleased and eager to see the scheme launched. However, concerned groups doubt if the additional funds would go to enhance service quality, or it would instead go directly into the owners' pockets. Government officials maintain that they cannot control profit levels or intervene commercial decisions. However, this is exactly the crux of the problem. We are putting the lives of our frail elderly in the hands of profit-making entities, and will continue to expand their share in services in the future. Is the market an appropriate mechanism to resolve the growing needs for long-term care? Census and statistics departments project that by the year 2041. 30% of Hong Kong's population will be aged 65 or above. The need for residential care would only increase, and in fact, quite rapidly in the next two decades. Do you want to be placed in one of these private elderly homes during the last few years of your life? I wouldn't think so. I don't think anybody would want to spend any time in these institutions that emanate neither. Dignity nor comfort. I have visited some that the odor of human waste can be smelled even before I entered the premises. The Lechko meeting ended up passing my motion to urge the government to review residential care ordinances and code of practice immediately to raise quality standards. However, the motion is not legally binding. And you can rest assured that the government would not review them in the near future. Why? The private elderly homeowner suggested sarcastically for us to eradicate all private homes and replace them with subsidized services. He estimated that, with twenty-five thousand dollars per head per month, it would cost eighteen billion dollars a year, and the entire public fiscal reserve. Would be soaked up in forty years. Is that what you want us to do? He challenged us. Well, he might be right. In order to raise the quality of care to a decent level, 
Someone has to pay for it. Is Hong Kong willing to pay? The SAR government does not seem willing. Are you? Sincerely, Fernando.